Welcome to the Living Room Podcast. The Living Room is the college ministry at Buckhead Church in Atlanta, Georgia. For more information, you can check out the Living Room ATL on Instagram. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy this talk. Well, my goodness, that was um, incredible and powerful. You're about to wheel my guy back, Lyle. Look at this. Wow, wait, look at that. That's like magic. Come on with it. Um, incredible. But um, hey, can I start off tonight by just telling you a few things? First off, we never met before. My name is Matt. I get to lead TLR here at Buckhead. But can I start off tonight by just telling you a few things in my life? This isn't everything in my life that I'm like, grateful for everything in my life that I love. But I would love to just tell you a few things that I'm really grateful for, a few people, a few things in my life that I love. Um, I love my wife. My wife and I, you don't have to cheer at everyone too, but the you know, you kind of have to cheer for my wife. Um, I love my wife a lot. Like Ann and I have been married for nine and a half years. It'll be 10 years next summer. Y'all married young. Some of y'all are like, yo, when do you get, I got married at 22. Um, and so I love my wife. She's incredible. I, I, I love her personality. I, I love uh, her empathy, the way that she leans in and cares for people and like truly listens. I, I love her cooking. My goodness, her spaghetti and meatballs, y'all. Like she, she cooks other things too, but it's just all oh, my mind. We ate it last night. It was so good. She should uh, like cook for TLR one night, although that'd be low-key overwhelming. That's not going to happen, so don't cheer too loud. Uh, <laughs> I, I love my daughters. I have two daughters. Uh, my youngest, Nomi, she, she's one. My oldest, Willow, just turned four. And I, I love being their dad. I love seeing them grow up. Like, I love seeing their personalities start to shine through. I, I love being there for them. I, I love my job. Like, for some of y'all, you're like, what's your job? This is my job. Like, I'm a college pastor here at Buckhead Church at the living room, and I love it. I, I love this community. I really do. Like, I'm not trying to get, like, super sappy, but I, I love y'all, like, for real. Um, you're like family to me. I love my family and friends. Like, I, I have an amazing family. I've got a mom and dad who are incredible. My mom's probably watching online right now. Mom, hey, what's up? Good to see you. Uh, well, I can't see you, mom, but you get it. Uh, I've got an amazing sister nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles, cousins. My mother-in-law is incredible. I love my family, friends. I've got so many close friends who like are account- hold me accountable to things. They check in on me, like they help me. They're always there for me. Um, this one probably doesn't seem as sentimental, but, but I love shoes. I, I do, <laughs> just gonna be honest. Yeah, yeah, you're like, I love my wife. Woo, I love shoes, you, yo, that's great. Yeah, like I love shoes. I, I probably would be a sneakerhead if my budget allowed me to be, but it doesn't. So I just make the best of it. But I, I've said all of these things. Like I, I've said a lot of words. I've said a few things that I really love in my life, things that I'm passionate about, that, that I care about. And I've said all of this while sitting down. And that was intentional because I want you to see that you can say words without taking action. And hear me, hear me, words matter, but words are best authenticated through action. And action actually requires you to get up and move, right? Like you can say words just seated, you can say words a whole lot of things, you can say words that sound convincing and compelling, words that people are like, oh, that's so good, words that that are deep words that make you wanna be like, yes, I love that he loves his wife. I can say a lot of words just seated. But action requires you 
to get up and move. I love my wife, therefore I take action and I go on date nights with her. I, I spend time with her. I have conversations with her and ask her questions. I, I find ways to serve her. I, I take an interest in the things that she's most interested in. I love my daughters, therefore I take action and, and I find ways to spend time with them. Like I go on walks, I, I go to the park with them. I sit with them around the dinner table and in the morning and I have meals with them and I talk. I take care of them the best way that I know how. I love my job, therefore I show up. I pray for y'all, I invest. I love my family and friends. Therefore I take action, I move and I call them, I check in on them. I often find ways to plan visits to go see them because my family, most of them, they don't, they don't live locally. I love shoes. Therefore, I set every possible notification and reminder to never miss a sneakers drawing. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't know what sneakers is, feel blessed. I just take a lot of L's over and over and over again, and I keep showing up for it, but I love shoes. And again, hear me, words matter. Like your tongue is a powerful weapon for good or bad. It's just that words should lead you to action. In fact, when there's a discrepancy between our words and actions, that's when we begin to say, yo, that's kind of suspect, right? Like that's when we start to question the authenticity of someone's words. When they're saying one thing, but their actions are saying something different. And there's this discrepancy and we're like, because of this discrepancy between what you're saying and the actions you're actually taking, I'm questioning the authenticity of what you're saying, if it's really true. Like, come on, we're, we're the generation, y'all are the generation that says, hey, don't just tell me what you think about something or what you believe about something. No, show me, like live it out. In fact, some of you would say this, a lack of action equals a lack of authenticity. And I think this is good because it's true. Words matter, but, but you can say a lot of words without ever having to move, without ever having to take action. But a lack of action equals a lack of authenticity. If someone just says things, but they never go do it, they never follow through on it, then eventually over time, you're gonna start to question if what they're saying actually has any validity to it or if it's just words that they feel like they should say. You've probably experienced this before in a friendship. Like you've had a friend and they're like, hey, listen, like I'll always be here for you. I'll never betray you. You know, you can tell me anything. And then you do that and maybe for a while it's good, but then they start to tell everyone like everything. They share all your secrets and you're like, hey, 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 you're saying one thing, but your actions are saying something different. And it's causing me to question the authenticity of what you're saying and the authenticity of our friendship. And so, the friendship probably is gonna change or maybe even be broken. Same with relationships, right? Like dating relationships. You've been in maybe dating relationships before. You know people have been in dating relationships and it's like the person's like, hey, I wanna spend time with you. I wanna get to know you. I care about you, you mean so much to me. And then it's like, cool, what are you doing on Friday? And they're like, I got plans, I'm sorry, you know? And you're like, hey, your lack of action is creating a lack of authenticity in what you're saying. And it's causing harm on our relationship. Maybe you've had a boss or a coach who's been like, listen, if you keep showing up, if you stay consistent, if you work really hard, you're gonna get that promotion. Or man, if you work on your game in this way, like you're, you're gonna get more playing time. And then you feel like you show up, you feel like you've been consistent, you feel like your game's gotten a whole lot better in this area, you've gotten stronger and they don't follow through. 
And the lack of action is a lack of authenticity in what they're saying. You don't really believe them. Or a coworker. Maybe you have a coworker who you don't really like spending time with, but they're your coworker and you keep getting put on the schedule with them. And so you have to spend time with them. And you're like, listen, if we're gonna work together, we're gonna spend like 30, 40 hours a week together, here's what you need to know. I don't really like you that much, so I need you to not say this or that, and I need you to actually do your job so I stop having to do your job, right? And they're like, oh yeah, I got you. Listen, I'm so sorry. And they apologize over and over and over again. And they're like, things are gonna change, it's gonna be different. And then nothing changes, nothing's different. It's all the same. And you're like, yo, because of your lack of action, there is a lack of authenticity to what you're saying. Or maybe a family member who has said promises and promises and promises over and over and over again to you. All the ways they're gonna come through for you, the things that you're gonna do, the way the future's gonna be, how they're gonna change. And you wanna believe them, but then over time, you see a lack of action behind their words and come on, this lack of action, it equals, it equates to a lack of authenticity. Even if we really wanna believe it, if we don't see it, we're like, man, there's this discrepancy and I just don't know that it's true. Our actions will fact check our words. You can say something, but your actions will tell the whole story. And again, let me say this one more time. Your words matter. It's just words are authenticated by actions. So come on, I wanna to speak to the Jesus followers in the room just for a second. For those of you who claim to be Jesus followers, when it comes to your faith in Jesus, do people know what you believe based on the words that you say or the life that you live? Come on. And let me just say it another way. If you couldn't speak, would people still know who you follow? If you couldn't speak, would people still know that you're saved? Like they may know it if you say it, but they'll believe it if they see it. Like they may know what you believe based on what you say or based on what your social media bio says, but they'll believe it if they see it. And if you're not a Jesus follower in the room tonight, maybe this is exactly why. Maybe this is why you've been hesitant to ever become a Jesus follower and put your faith and trust in Jesus because you've been like, yo, I've spent some considerable amount of time around people who claim to be Jesus followers. And let me just tell you, Pastor Matt, um, they live no different. Their lives, some of them like are worse. Some of them are making worse decisions than me and I'm not a Jesus follower. And it feels like the people who follow Jesus, like there's all these rules and things they gotta follow and that doesn't seem that, like that much fun. So you know what, I'm good. For some of you, maybe that's how it's been. There's no difference. And Jesus followers in the room, listen, I'm not trying to suggest that, that you need to be perfect. No, there are no perfect people. Jesus followers aren't perfect people. But what I am saying is as we follow Jesus, over time, our actions, should begin to align more and more with what we say we believe. Because our words, our adoration to God, our songs are authenticated by our actions. It's like this, this, this might, I don't know if this illustration will hit, but um, I told you like, I, I love sneakers, okay? And um, this is probably my favorite pair. Some of you are like, yeah, man, we know, we've seen you wear these, why are they two different shoes? Uh, <laughs> Listen, they're, they're mismatched, that's on purpose, okay? Like they're mismatched sneakers. 
Um, but I love these. these. They're Nike SB Low Street Hawkers, okay? For those of you who do love sneakers, you might be with me. All right, and I love these shoes. I love that they're mismatched. I love the, the colorway of them. Uh, I love the, the collaboration behind these shoes. I don't have time to get into that, but like these are some of my favorite sneakers. You know, like I, I've got the crease guards in there to make sure they don't crease or to try my best to not let them crease. It never really works. If any of you have tricks and, you know, talk to me later. Um, but, but I love these sneakers. And here's the thing, I could go on and on and on about how great these sneakers are, how much I love these shoes. But if I were gonna sell these or try to sell these shoes to somebody, you know the question they'd ask me? Are they authentic? Are they real? Like prove it, bro. Like if I were gonna sell these shoes via an app like StockX or something like that, which I've done things like that before, you actually have to ship the shoes to them and then they have to authenticate the shoes before they send them on to the seller and before you get paid. Because if they're authentic, the value of the shoes goes way up, right? Come on, the same is, is kind of true with our faith, right? Not kind of true, it is true. Our faith, gains value when it becomes more than just words, more than just sermons and songs. Like our devotion to God is best demonstrated and authenticated through our love for others, right? Like our devotion to God, it's best shown, it's best demonstrated, it is best authenticated, it gains value when our devotion to God translates in our love for others, when it translates into action in our lives. In fact, I wanna look at one, one verse tonight. One verse, 1 Timothy chapter six, we'll get there in just a second. I wanna set up some context. Okay, the apostle Paul, is writing this letter to this young man named Timothy. Timothy was a young man, had great character, integrity, a lot of potential. Paul saw a lot of potential in him. So Paul's like, hey, Timothy, I'm writing you this letter because there's some things I want you to know. There's some things I want you to really pay attention to as you go and plant this church in the city of Ephesus. And Ephesus was a really uh, tough place to plant a church, but he's like, look, I want you to go and, and I want you to be effective in, in Ephesus in this town where you're planting this church. And so here's some things I need you to know, Timothy. And in some of his closing words, like in his final words to in this letter in 1 Timothy, this is what Paul writes to Timothy. He's like, Timothy, to the church, to the believers, to the people in Ephesus. I want you to command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. Paul's like, Timothy, here's what you need to know. Here's what you need your people to know. Here's how you need to encourage them. You need to let them know that following Jesus will lead you to take action. They need to know that our love for God, their love for God is best demonstrated in their love for others. And I know that for many of you, you're in a season of life right now where you're constantly hearing, hey, just focus on yourself, like focus on your schoolwork, focus on your degree, focus on your career path, focus on your future goals, focus on your friendships, focus on your relationships, focus on having fun, focus on you. This is the season of your life to do it, right? Like, come on, not that you don't have responsibilities, not that you don't have all these things going on, you do, but focus on you. But can I just tell you something? Your world gets bigger when it's not about you. 
And y'all listen, I realize this message tonight is a little tough. Like I can feel it. Some of you are kind of tense. Some of you are like, bro, let me breathe for a second. Okay, take a breath. All right, you're good. But, but your world gets bigger when it's not about you. I'm not saying don't focus on you. Don't focus on your future. Don't focus on your career path. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying your world, it gets a lot bigger when you're not at the center of it, when it's not all about you. So my, my, my encouragement to you is, is show up for other people. Find ways to en encourage other people. Find ways to, to love other people, even people that you don't really like or people that you disagree with. F find ways to support people, to be there for them when life hurts most. Find ways to celebrate people, even people that you're, you're, you're actually kind of jealous of. You're prone to wanna to compare yourself to. Celebrate them, find ways to serve other people. And isn't this what we want in return ultimately as well? Like we want people to do these things for us. So, so I'm gonna to start to turn a corner and begin to wrap up tonight in this, this message. Our church, Buckhead Church, is a part of a network of churches. You may or may not know this. Probably a lot of you don't even know this. Um, we're a part of, of churches all across our city. Like we have 10 different campuses. We're all part of this thing called North Point Ministries. And so there's 10 different local campuses all across the greater Atlanta area. Like all the way up north, like an hour to, to Buckhead, down to Decatur, to Gwinnett, to, to a campus up in Alpharetta. And about 16 years ago, the leadership of our church said, hey, we're, we're gonna launch this initiative called Be Rich, which comes straight from the text we just read in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 18, when Paul says, hey, Timothy, I want you to command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds. And 16 years ago, this initiative was launched not knowing what was to come. 16 years later, we have given away, let me just say this, first off, every dollar that's given through the Be Rich campaign, Be Rich always happens this time of year for our church, every dollar that's donated, 100% of those dollars go away, okay? So none of that is coming to the church. Like we're all funneling it through here and it's all being donated and given away to amazing local nonprofit partners that are doing incredible work in our city. So over the past 16 years, over $71 million has been given away through our network of churches. That's pretty incredible. Like that, that, you don't have to shot clap about that. That's amazing. And here's the thing, we right away, the leadership of our church was like, hey, we don't have to pioneer all of these different things. Like we don't have to start up something that serves these people and something that's addressing this need. There's already amazing local nonprofits in our city that are doing incredible work. So rather than pioneering something new, why don't we just partner with them and put wind in their sails and say, hey, keep going. How can we support you? What would make a big difference for you? What would help you make a big difference in what you're doing? And the foundation of this movement the Be Rich initiative was that everyone matters to God, whether God matters to them or not. And so we said, hey, over the course of Be Rich, every single year, our community, our church is gonna rally around three things. We're gonna give, serve, and love. We're gonna simplify it. We're gonna give, serve, and love. And y'all, this is just a way, it's just a reminder that, hey, as Jesus followers, we're not called just to sing songs and just to sit in chairs and just to say the right things and quote the right verses. No, we're called to get in the game. We're called to take action. We're called to move. We're called to look out for the people who, who, who need help, the most vulnerable people in our city, right? 
Like this is what it means to be a Jesus follower. If you look at the life of Jesus, he was always on the move. And so the first thing that, that we're gonna do tonight is we're gonna give. And I know some of you are like, bro, you don't understand. Uh, I don't have anything to give. My bank account is empty. I hear you, that's cool. But there's this amazing partner that we have called Focus Community Strategies, FCS for short. And they go into different communities. Right now they're in South Atlanta and they identify needs in that community. And they say, hey, what are needs that we feel like we could step in and help meet that would help this community thrive? And so they started this, this after-school bike program for young, young kids. And they got this group of kids together and they said, hey, we're gonna ride bikes. But they identified that some of the students were, were having a tough time keeping up. Like a lot of the students were, were riding the bikes and they were going fast. Some of the students were getting tired. They couldn't do it. They couldn't keep up. So these students were getting discouraged and these students were like, well, I guess we just can't be a part of this program. But then they said, hey, hey there's something called an electric bike that certain students who, who are struggling to keep up, if we got them, them on these electric bikes, which these bikes are pretty expensive, but if we could get a couple of these, then these students could keep up. And they said they got one of the bikes to, for this one student named Diamond and Diamond now is thriving. And it's like, her world has changed just by having a bike that helps her keep up and be a part of the community and have friends. And so we were talking to some of the leadership at our church and we're like, hey, what's an initiative that TLR could jump in on? And they're like, well, they're college students, most of your community. What if you did something where it was like students helping students? And what if a group of a few hundred college students said, hey, you know what, we don't have much but man, every little bit counts. And if all of us tonight on average gave about $5, we would be able to buy another bike for FCS. For them to purchase another electric bike that could then go to a young boy or a young girl who's struggling to keep up, struggling to fit in. And they could say, hey, we got a new bike, this amazing ministry in our city. They wanted you to have this and they, and they, they decided to give. It was some college students who didn't have much, but they said, you know what? We'll sacrifice a coffee at Starbucks and we'll give those few dollars towards this, towards this initiative. So, so y'all, here's the challenge. I'm gonna do this with you right now, okay? Like tonight, we're, we're taking action. I'm gonna grab my phone. We're gonna throw a QR code up on the screen. And look, I understand if you're not there, it's okay. Don't, don't feel like if you can't participate, I get it. But my challenge to you is this, scan this QR code the minimum amount that, that this system will let you give is, is $1. So anything above, you can give a dollar or you could go higher than that. And just take a minute. And, you, you, and even if you don't give right now, like if you need to go and look at some things and give later tonight or whatever, you can do that too. But I'm just gonna give you a second right now. Scan the QR code. Internet could be running slow. Is it working for anybody? Okay, cool, it's going slow for me. <laughs> but it's gonna come up. And y'all, we're just gonna challenge you to, to give towards this movement. In a couple weeks, we'll be able to celebrate, let you know what we gotta be a part of. But here's my belief is that together, together we can make a really big impact, right? So that's the first thing, is give. The second thing, that our community is gonna rally around is, is, is this right here, we're gonna serve. 
And so there's a whole list of service opportunities. And some of you are like, this is good news because I need service hours. Okay, <laughs> um, then lean in here, pay attention. As a community at TLR, our team is gonna choose a couple of service opportunities with some of our amazing local nonprofit partners in our city. And so we'll post about these on our social media, on Instagram, you'll hear about this. We'd love for a bunch of you to jump in and lean in and serve with us, serve with our team here at the living room. But again, throw another QR code up on the screen. You can scan this QR code and just let us know your first, last name and your phone number. We're not gonna bombard you with text, but when it comes time, when we're like, hey, we know the date, we know the location, we know the time, we're just gonna hit you up and say, hey, if you wanna join us, meet us there. We'll give you all the details, all the things that you need to know. There's gonna be some incredible service opportunities coming up here in the next few weeks. And we'd love for you to join in. And then the third thing is this, love, love. And I was thinking, man, there's so many ways you can love people, but I wanna make it really, really practical tonight. Here's my challenge. And again, I'm gonna do this with y'all. I want you to think about someone in your life who has made a significant influence or investment into you, like they've had influence in your life and they've made an impact in your life. Just think about that. Think about who that person might be. Maybe it's your small group leader. And right now, I wanna challenge you to send them a text. Even if you haven't talked to them in months, you're not even sure if it's, it's still the right number for them. I think this would be an amazing way to show love, to show gratitude towards someone in your life. So come on, I'm, I'm gonna do this with you. I don't even know who I'm gonna text yet. I gotta figure this out quick. I'm gonna text my sister. Come on. This week I've been praying that for someone in the room, the text you're gonna send you have no idea what it's gonna to mean to the person on the other side of that text. There's gonna be someone in the room, I just, I really feel this and believe this. There's gonna be someone in the room that you're gonna text someone, you're gonna text a grandma or a grandpa or a mom, dad, sister, brother, a friend, a leader in your life. You're gonna text them and they're gonna be going through something really, really hard right now. And they're gonna get this text from you and they're gonna feel a wave of love come over their life. They're gonna feel it. I'm getting text and response, it's not my sister yet. <laughs> but as we close tonight, here's what I want you to know. And y'all lean in. God loves you so much. His love for you is, is unconditional, which means there's nothing you could ever do or say that would make God love you any more or less than he already does. For some of you that's so hard to believe, but when God looks at you, he doesn't see your failures or your shortcomings or your mistakes. When God looks at you, he looks at you and says, no, 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 you're my son, you're my daughter. But y'all, you know what's so amazing? Here's what's so amazing is God could have just said, yeah, I love, I love humanity. They're incredible, they mess up, but I love them. 
No, 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 God, God moved to action. God saw our need, our greatest need, which was our sin, the fact that we fall short time and time again. And God said, hey, I'm gonna move to action the greatest expression of love. God said, I'm gonna send my one and only son, Jesus, to earth to live a perfect life and then to die on the cross. Y'all, if you wanna know what love is, look no further than the cross. The cross of Jesus Christ is the greatest expression of love imaginable where Jesus takes on your sin and my sin, the sin of humanity. He puts it on his shoulders. And he says, at the cross, your sin, your mistakes, past, present, and future, they're nailed to the cross. But then Jesus said, yo, the cross isn't gonna have the final word. No, Jesus said three days later, I'm gonna rise from the grave. I'm gonna defeat the cross. I'm gonna defeat death. So that now all people who put their faith and trust in Jesus would be saved from their sins eternally, but also would be freed from the power of sin here and now in this life, meaning sin no longer is your master. Like you're not in bondage to your sin. You actually can experience freedom from sin in your life because of Jesus Christ and because of a relationship with him. And so here's what I wanna do as we close tonight. For someone in the room, you never actually knew. Maybe you've heard these words, God loves you, but you never knew that he actually moved in your direction. And come on, I want you to hear this tonight. God moved in your direction. Well, Matt, my life's a mess. I know God moves towards the mess. Come on, Jesus was born into a mess. I feel like I'm jumping the gun here. We're gonna talk about this in a few weeks at Christmas, but Jesus was born into a mess. What makes you think he's afraid of yours? Jesus sees you just as you are, student. He sees you tonight. He sees the worry, he sees the anxiety, he sees the addiction, he sees the mess up, he sees the thoughts, he sees it. He knows what you did on the bus when you were coming to TLR. He knows the the mistakes you are maybe gonna make later this week. And he says, I love you, I want a relationship with you. And so come on. For someone in the room tonight, I wanna give you the opportunity to say yes to Jesus, to say yes to putting your faith and trust in a savior. Because maybe you've been searching everywhere else possible to try to find a savior and it's left you dry, it's left you wanting more, it's left you wondering if this is all there is to life. So all across the room, if you would, just bow your heads for a moment of concentration. And if tonight for the very first time, you wanna put your faith and trust in Jesus, if tonight for the very first time, you've seen clearly that man, Jesus loves you, that Jesus actually wants a relationship with you, that Jesus actually took action and he moved towards you, then I just want you to to pray this prayer with me. And this prayer doesn't save you. Your faith in Jesus is what saves you. This prayer just solidifies what God is doing in your heart right now. You don't have to pray this out loud. You can if you want, you can pray this silently. Just say, Heavenly Father, I admit, I confess that I'm a sinner in desperate need of a savior. I believe, even though I don't understand everything necessarily, I believe that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. 
And right now, tonight, in this moment on October 17th, 2022, I am choosing to place my faith and trust in Jesus's death and resurrection. And God, I wanna follow Jesus from this day forward the best way that I know how. Not perfectly, but the best way that I know how. Jesus' name. If you would keep your heads bowed just for a moment longer. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time and you just put your faith in Jesus, spiritually, you just went from death to life. Would you just shoot your hand up at me with heads, with heads bowed all across the room? Would you just shoot your hand up at me so I can see who you are? Yeah, I see a few hands going up all across the room. Yeah, come on, come on. Here's what I'd love to do. You've heard it said a few times tonight. Y'all can pick your heads up. You've heard it said a few times tonight that we really do believe that this is a family here at the living room. And one of the things that family does is family celebrates with one another when big things happened in people's lives. Like I remember going up and coming home and be like, mom, dad, like I passed the test. And they're like, let's go, you know, or like we won the game and they celebrate and those things are cool, but come on. We celebrate a test, we celebrate a game. We're talking about people that spiritually just went from death to life. Yeah, the greatest decision they could ever make. The scriptures say all of heaven rejoices over one person who repents and turns towards Jesus. We just saw, I don't know how many, but in a second, we're gonna get to celebrate with, with some people. We just saw a whole bunch of people put their faith in Jesus tonight. So come on, if you just made that decision, look, I know your heart is pounding a million miles an hour right now, but if you just made that decision to put your faith and trust in Jesus, would, it's solidified by the way. Like what I'm about to ask you to do, this isn't your next step. You just made the best decision of your life, but we would love the opportunity to celebrate with you and to lose our minds. So if that's you, would you just stand to your feet and let us celebrate with you and see who you are and say best decision you've ever made. Anyone in the room, if you just shout your hand up at me. Yeah, there you are, let's go. Yeah, thanks for leading the way. Thanks for leading the way, I see you, yeah. Yeah, anybody else, anybody else, if you just made that decision, you can just stand to your feet. Yeah, 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 come on, come on. Oh, I said we're gonna lose our minds in celebration. Let's go, yeah, yeah, I see y'all. Woo, come on, come on. Y'all, it never gets old. It never gets old. Here's what I wanna to say to y'all who made a decision tonight, or y'all who are thinking about making a decision, share it with somebody. If you're in a small group, tell, tell your, your group, tell your leader, or pull them aside afterwards. If you're not in a small group, we have something called pop-up group tonight. You can head that way. When we dismiss, the band is gonna come out by the way, and they're gonna lead us in a closing song. Um, but tell somebody. If you're not in a group, you're not going to pop-up group, I I'll be hanging out down front. Come chat. I'd love to help you figure out your best next step. So come on, as a community, before we close out in worship and singing a song tonight, would you guys just stand to your feet with me as I pray for us? Heavenly Father, so much has happened tonight. Whew. God, tonight we've, we've, many of us have given Many of us have said, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna serve, I'm gonna jump in and be a part of it. A lot of us showed love towards someone tonight. 
God, quite a few of us tonight made the greatest decision of our lives, <laughs> put our faith and trust in, in you for the very first time. We're gonna be able to sing these words in a fresh, fresh way for those people who just made that decision. And God, all of us tonight showed up, which God is a really big, courageous step. So we ask, Lord, that you would continue to move in our community, God. God, we thank you for the fact that the words we're about to sing in this closing song, that these words are so much more than just lyrics on a screen, that these words are words that we can actually anchor our lives on, that you are provider, that you're more than enough, that you see us, that you know us, and that you're gonna come through, Lord. So Lord, we praise you. We give you our worship in these final few moments. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed the message. If you want to stay connected, follow us on Instagram at The Living Room ATL. Remember TLR fam, we love you, we're for you, and we'll see you next time.